on, who's fired up to be in the house of God this weekend? <clears throat> this year we have begun with a couple of topics that are not out of our normal, you know, the normal things that we teach. Last month we jumped on favor, our theme for the year, and this month we're jumping on really something that I don't think we've ever done a series in, and that is habits. Because habits are going to make you or they're going to break you. And there is no equivocation about it. All the experts agree. A couple of weeks ago in our elders meeting, one of our elders happens to be my physician. And he said, hey, I need to see you. I said, I, I don't want to really see you. And uh, he said, I need you to call, make an appointment. I need to check your blood pressure, cholesterol, because they have been steadily climbing. And they have been climbing because I developed some really bad habits early on, like everything fried. Come on, if you fry a dirt clod, it tastes good. If it's green, give it to the rabbits, make it medium rare, and then fry some French fries with it. Well, after years of bad habits and eating, it has caused problems, and here's the deal. Our bad habits will create heart problems. Because if I, don't collect, if I don't create the cholesterol and I don't, you know, control the high blood pressure, it's going to create heart problems and it's going to kill me. So really, we don't think about bad habits as creating our heart problems, but for the bulk of the heart problems physically, spiritually, emotionally, relationally, those heart problems erupt because of bad habits. Does that make sense? It's, it's uh, uh, Black History Awareness Month. And as, as I've studied and looked and had this deep loathing for racism, racism's a habit. You put two two-year-olds, a black and a white, a brown and a, a black, doesn't matter. They don't care what color, they're just going to play. Are you with me? See, racism is learned, and then it becomes a habit, but that habit destroys your heart. How you treat your spouse is a habit. How you treat your kids is a habit. How you walk with God is a habit. How you spend your money, we're going to talk about next weekend. Our habits of how we spend money, and some of us never change our habits, and we always run out of money before we run out of month. Is that right? So habits are the central of everything. Welcome all of our campuses, so glad to have you with us this weekend. We love you. Faith Promise family loves you. We're a family. We're one church, one house with a bunch of rooms. And if you're a guest, listen, I'm like, can I just encourage you, take a chill pill. Let your guard down and let God speak to you this weekend. Because God's got a word for you this weekend. And so we want to give a special shout out to our God Behind Bars campuses. We love you, men and women. We miss you. It's been almost a year since we have been live, and as soon as we are given the all clear uh, by the governor and by the leadership, we will be back. We love you, man. We care about you. So whether you're listening in person at one of our campuses online or you're listening to this message later in the week, we're thrilled that you're here. And in this series, Atomic Life, we're going to get down into a subatomic level and learn about spiritual growth and learn about habits that are going to make us or break us over the next five weeks. It's going to be incredible. 
So would you agree that right habits create an atomic life that few get to enjoy? Would y'all agree with that? Absolutely. Well, see, we know that. No matter where you're at in a spiritual journey, we're going to give you some building blocks this month. So get in the habit of being at church every weekend. And if you're gone, pop online. Uh, and and let's don't, don't miss a message in this series because you'll miss a building block that is there for you to create a formula for spiritual growth. Come on, all in favor say aye. Our theme verse for this year, we're gonna memorize this if it kills us. Psalms 90, verse 17. Come on, say it with me. May the favor of the Lord our God be upon us. And yes, confirm the work of our hands. Yes, confirm the work of our hands. Now, if you're a thinker, and can we, can I just get Ron real for a minute? But should anybody else, can I get Ron real? Are y'all with me? I can start over. We've lost the ability to think for ourselves. Are you with me? You either get on Fox and you have one flavor, or you get on CNN and you have another flavor, and you can't think. Everybody tells you where to stand politically, theologically. Listen, come on, guys. When I got, first got saved, I used to say, God, it looks like people have lobotomy every weekend when they go to church. They take the front of their brain out, put in the glove box of their cars. They go to church, has no impact on how they live their life. They go back to the car, they put their brain in, and they live their life. Does that make, are y'all with me? Man, we gotta, we've got to learn to think. Come on, to allow God to speak to us. God's got a word for you this weekend. In fact, promise we have six values that we wrap everything up in. Number one, we put God first. We don't put him first, he is first but we make sure we acknowledge him first in everything. Number two, we grow together. That's in groups. Number three, we serve others. That's in ministry. Number four, we give generously. That's in our offering. We elevate those around us. We're picking people up, and then we tell them of him. Six things that we do. So let me ask you, in 2012, after the first month is gone and, and the, the year's about like last year, how you doing? Are you putting God before everything else in your life? Come on, mom and dad. Does it come before homework? Does it come before the Super Bowl? Does it come before, you know, ballet class or sports for your kids? Is God first in your home? Are, are, are you growing in a group? Now, preschool, children, and teenagers are all in groups, but adults, are you in a group? Are you being prayed for, cared for, loved, and shepherded? Are you serving in a ministry? You were given a gift when you were born again, and not to use that gift creates a vacuum in your heart. So many people wonder why. I just don't understand why I don't enjoy why I walk with God. For some of us, because you're not serving. And let me tell you a group of people in here at all of our campuses that are incredible servants, and that is our students. Come on, so many students in the house? Come on, let me hear you. Come on, any students? All right, three of you, okay. Here's the deal, we... When I was first saved and became a student pastor, I said, hey, can the students serve? And it was always, no, they're too young. They're too young. I said, what's the stupidest thing I've ever heard? I said that a lot when I first got saved. And, and, but when I became the pastor, I said, hey, students are going to serve. They're in our bands. They're on the platforms. They serve on Wednesday night. They serve on the weekends. They're ushers and greeters. They serve in preschool and kids' ministry. And so, man, are you, are you serving? Are you giving generously? Is bringing your first fruits, your first 10% of your income to the house of God, is that a part? Are you giving, are you giving generously? Are you helping others grow? 
in group, group leadership? Are you burdened about sharing the real love of Jesus? Because can I tell you something? Sharing your faith is a habit. And some of us got out of the habit of sharing our faith. Does that make sense? We're out of the habit. Come on, step back in to the holy habits. So if any of these things that you recognize, hey, I really should be doing those, I'm not, let me encourage you. Go ahead and go to Next Steps this weekend. It happens at 1130 to all of our campuses. Just if you got kids, check them out, check them back in, and they go to Next Steps because I'm telling you, it is going to help you learn to do the things that are going to, holy habits, going to help you grow. Now, let's think for a second. Why is growing so hard? Why, why is it, isn't growing harder than it should be? Would y'all agree with that? Why is it so hard to develop holy habits that just affirm our heart and grow us? Because what we know is without holy habits, there's no chance for spiritual growth. Does that make sense? And so we have to recognize the enemy's distractions from our holy habits. And we also have to recognize this. The devil is great at getting you to do bad habits, isn't he? It's like weeds. You don't have to work for a weed to grow. I don't know who decided years ago that grass was better than weeds. Why didn't they just say weeds is what we want to grow? Because you don't have to work on a weed. You don't have to fertilize a weed. It just grows. That's the way bad habits are. You just wake up and you got another one. Where would that come from? It's like a weed. It just grew up. Does that make sense? See, and habits are not just about starting good ones. They're about breaking bad ones. So we're going to talk some atomic truths in this series because spiritual growth should be habit forming and time with God should be habitual. If there are no spiritual formation, if there are no holy habits in your life, you will not grow. And frankly, can I just be honest again with you? Like I'm going to lie to you in this sermon, but can, can I tell you something? I think the greatest hindrance to most people growing at Faith Promise is we're lazy. We're, we're, spiritually, we're spiritually lazy. We'd rather hit the snooze alarm than meet with God. We'd rather know Mahomes or Brady's record than we would Scripture. How much time do you get, have you prepared getting ready to watch the game tonight versus how much time have you prepared to get up Monday morning and meet with the God of heaven? Nothing wrong watching the game. I'm going to watch it, I mean, the first half. I'll be in bed for the second half, and then I'll check Instagram on Monday morning and find out that Brady got another one. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Come on. I ran into Chiefs fans on the way in. Listen, I could care less. <clears throat> well, not less, but. Just one more for Brady, and then he can retire and go away. <laughs> you can tell about me in sports. Are you with me? Michelle and my boys are the sports people, and they're good at it. And I can't shoot bubble gum and walk. I just look like an athlete. I'm not one. I, I, but I did stay at a Holiday Inn. And so, but here's the deal. If we're not growing, we're not going to learn to trust God. And listen, if you're listening to Sam, there are times in your life when all hell's going to break loose. And you've got to learn to trust God before you have to. It's like flying an airplane and you hit, you know, IMC, you hit the clouds and you can't see anything. You have to know you can trust the gauges before you can't see. And if you're not, if you don't have spiritual habits, holy habits, you're not going to be there. You're not going to learn to follow God's ways. You're not going to walk in the freedom 
that God purchased with his son on a cross and promised that you could walk in. Now, we, many of us know this by experience, don't we? Come on. We know you reap what you sow. We got that physically, spiritually, relational, emotionally, financially. We got that. And the Bible says if you sow to the flesh, of the flesh you will, you will reap. If you sow to the wind, you'll reap the whirlwind. And so we understand those bad habits. But the Bible also says if you sow to the spirit, of the spirit you will reap. Those are holy habits. That's growing. Paul tells Timothy in his second letter to Timothy, chapter 3, verse 5, talking about the end times, difficult times. The end times are going to come in verse 5. And he said, there's going to be people that are going to hold the form of godliness, although they have denied its power. That is southern Christianity. Holding a form of godliness and yet denying the power of God. Are y'all with me? It's getting dressed up on Sunday and going to church and living like hell the rest of the week. It's being every form of evil. Man, I mean, I can't even imagine going to, you know, going to church in the 60s and virtually everybody sitting in those pews were racist. That, that, are y'all with me? That doesn't even register with me. And, and yet, See, that's what people have grown up and they've learned to be hypocrites because being a hypocrite's a habit. See, there's good habits and bad habits. Let me give you atomic truth. Habits will shape your life. Whether you're a Christ follower or not, you know this truth down to the very core of who you are, physical and spiritual, that, that habit's gonna shape us. Matter of fact, a recent study, 43% of everything you do is habitual. Just a habit. You ever driven home from work really tired? pulled up in the driveway and tried to figure out how you got home. It was a habit. You know, nobody has to tell you brush your teeth. Well, unless you're four. Because you're in the habit of brushing your teeth and those things. You don't choose to work out. Are you with me? I used to work out. It took prayer and fasting to break that bad habit. I'm just telling you right now, I had to work hard, Justin, and get breaking that habit. I'm kidding, it's a great habit, and I'm going to get, every morning, 4.30, 5.30, my wife gets out of bed, and I think, every morning, I should go. <laughs> How many weeks has that been? A year and a half. <laughs> year and a half. A year and a half. <laughs> wow, that's terrible. I mean, when I went to the, you know, my doctor said, listen, you need to do some exercise, maybe run. I said, doctor, listen, if I'm running, somebody's after me with a gun. Stop. And so we don't choose to work out. You don't choose to read your Bible. It's a habit. You don't choose to mindlessly swipe your iPad or your phone or your on Instagram or Facebook. You don't choose to eat poorly. I remember when Wendy's came out. I got a triple cheeseburger and French fries and a frosty and thought I had died and gone to heaven with extra mayonnaise. You say, that thing's full of fat. You mean, listen, I could eat mayonnaise by the spoonful. Listen, I have a sandwich to use as a utensil to eat mayonnaise. I eat terribly. <laughs> Why? It's a habit. If it's green, throw it out. It's a habit. So that you don't choose to do homework, you go home, it's automatic. It's a habit, you do it. Some of you, it's habit not doing it. And we know where that habit gets us. See, bad habits cause problems. By the way, if you're a young adult or student, let me, let me just tell you, listen, take it for some older saints. 
the earlier you learn good habits, the better your life will be. Is that right, senior saints? Come on. I'm telling you. Your calling, your family, your future, your walk with God, your habits going to make or break you. Now, for years, we've hired a lot of young adults at Faith Promise, and one of the things I've learned is this. You can't teach a work ethic. If you don't learn a work ethic young, listen, if you don't develop a habit, because a work ethic is just a habit, I have the habit of working hard. Parents, listen to me. You parents who think the only job your kids have is to study, you're missing it. And they will not succeed when they get a job. Make them work. Listen, you had them, you paid for them, you feed them, you house them, you close them. Get some ROI, would you? Come on, somebody. Man, I want some work. And I made my kids work until they got driver's license and they were gone, put calm, baby. I didn't see them again. But they learned to work. Does this make sense? Habits. And see, your habits choose for you. They shape your life. The shape of your life is the same shape as your habits because your habits shape your life. Now, if you got a Bible, do me a favor, turn to Hebrews 5. This is going to be our theme verse for this series. I've been wanting to do a series out of this verse for years. Let me challenge you to get in the habit of getting in the Word of God. When I first got saved, I immediately developed the habit of getting in the Word of God every day. Now, let me tell you, listen, because we've got a lot of folks that come here that don't have a church background. While some people here were going to VBS, others of us were learning to smoke joints. While some of you are doing Bible drills, the rest of us were taking shots. So we didn't, we don't, didn't have a foundation. Does that make sense? And so what I've seen is people come and they start to read the Bible and they say, Pastor, I just don't get anything out of it. The problem is you don't keep the habit up long enough to get success. Like working out, Justin. If you don't work out long enough, if you work out long enough, you'll begin to feel better. <laughs> Never got there, but it's, you know, if you, you'll get to feeling better and you, then, it, then it, it's a self-perpetuating. And people say, I didn't get, I just didn't get anything. And I, listen, stick with it long enough to build a foundation so that God can feed your heart. You can, you can take a picture of the QR code It'll take you to the version app that we use. You can go to faithpromise.org, go to Finding Favor Bible Study, click the one-year Bible, it'll take you straight to version. I go there every day, and I take the one-year Bible, and then I, I go, because I've started a new Bible this year, and I'm writing all the pages now, the dates. Next year, I won't have to go to version because I'll already have it written down, January 1, Genesis 1-1 to Genesis, you know, whatever, and then I, I'll, I'll fill my Bible in. So come on. Jump in there. If you've got a plan of your own, keep doing your plan. If you don't have a plan, then join my plan. But get a holy habit. Amen? This thing is the sword. You need this. And so let's, so the, the, the author of Hebrews writes to a bunch of Christians just like us. Now, some of them, well, obviously there's a Jewish flavor because in chapters 1 through 5, it begins to lay down some deep spiritual stuff about who Jesus was and what he did. But there's a lot of people like us that, that would say, I'm saved, I'm transformed, and yet we're stuck in a whole humdrum Christianity. Does that make sense? And can, there's no such thing as a humdrum Christianity. You're either going closer to God or you're going colder to God. The same way with your marriage. And so these guys, let, let's pick it up in verse 11. Concerning him, he's talking about Jesus. 
Concerning him, we have much to say. Paul says, man, I want to teach you the deep things of God. I've been laying it down for you in chapters one. And then he stops. And he said, it's hard to explain. Why? Because you have become what? What does that say? Dull of hearing. Come on, it's difficult to explain because you've become poor listeners. Come on, if you're listening, say I am. That's why I say that, because people quit listening. Attention spans eight minutes. That's how long it is between commercials. Praise God, we got Netflix. Now maybe attention spans will grow back longer. I don't, I'm not sure how that's going to work out. But, but he said, it's hard because you get dull of hearing, apathetic, sluggish. That's what the word means. Verse 12, for although by this time you ought to be teachers, you have need again for someone to teach you the elementary principles of the oracles of God. Elementary principles, Paul's saying, listen, I need you to take you back to kindergarten and teach you the ABCs and the one, two, threes, the elementary principles. He said, you've come to need milk and not solid food. You can't give a, a, a three-week-old solid food. They have to have milk. But sooner or later, that baby has got to get old enough and grow some teeth and get solid food, right? Or they're going to be anemic and weak and they'll never grow into their full potential. For everyone who partakes only of milk is not accustomed to the word of righteousness, but it's an infant. And then verse 14 is our theme verse. Check this out. Come on, look in here. But solid food is for the what? Who because of what? Holy habits. Practice. Holy habits. Working out. Eating right. Reading your Bible. Prayer. Because of holy habits have, have their senses trained to discern good and evil. See, once you've developed holy habits, it trains your senses and you know what's good and bad. We Listen, the church has lost his prophetic voice in America because the church has gotten so anemic that the church doesn't know good or bad. Are you with me? Sexual perversion all over the country. And everybody's saying it's good. It's not good. It's not good. Verse Thessalonians 4, know how to possess your vessel in honor and sanctification. The Bible says. There's so many issues that the church has fallen silent about. Why? Because they no longer know good and evil. It's the foundation of destroying what are the righteous to do. Are you a poor listener? Are you having trouble hearing the thoughts, the word of God? Are you struggling to follow God's teachings in this world? Are you struggling with what to say and how to make decisions every single day? See, your habits shape your life. So before we go any farther, let me just ask you a question. And you're going to say, this is a dumb question, but Jesus asked it all the time. When the blind, two blind men screamed at Jesus, what do you want? They said, we're going to regain our sights. Why would he ask? Leper, what do you want? Lame, what do you want? Deaf, what do you want? I want to see, I want to hear, I want to walk, I want to be cleansed. Let me ask you a question. Do you want spiritual growth? Anybody out there want spiritual growth? Anybody out there? Now that was a golf clap. See, the, the, the recent Barna study, 90% study, of Christians said they were not growing spiritually at all. And yet half of those Christians surveyed said they were happy where they were. Why can't it be not growing and happy about it? Because we're lazy and we don't want to have to develop the holy habits that will make us 
grow. <clears throat> we look at successful people and used to, we want to be like them. Now we're just jealous and angry. But successful people do what unsuccessful people are unwilling to do. Spiritual people who walk with a deep walk with God, who enjoy miracles and joy and favor in this incredible walk, do what other believers will not do, and that is they develop holy habits. One in three Christians surveyed said they're, just, they're fine just where they are. And see, I encourage you to get a personal growth plan. Do you have one? It's not a legalistic list, list of things you have to do. It is the habits that you are going to improve. It is Bible reading, meditation, memorization, silence, solitude, Sabbath, prayer, fasting, evangelism, worship, and service. These are habits that we do that grow us in close relationship with the Lord. Does this make sense? Come on. And so lazy Christians, listen, never experience spiritual growth. Are y'all with me? So what do we do? We, we allow the Holy Spirit to fill us and control us and do his work of transformation, which is he points out bad habits that we break by his power. Come on. This week, when, you're, when, you, when you tend to want to just go to your iPad or your phone and get on social media, how about stop dropping and praying and asking for the fullness of the Holy Spirit and spend some time in the Word? When you're, when you're tempted to be argumentative, and then how about just stop dropping and praying and ask the Holy Spirit fill you and, and be relational? See, too many of us want to be right. I've been married to Michelle for 35 years, and it's been incredible. And the more I've learned I don't have to be right, the better our marriage has become. Usually I had to win and lose the relationship. Are you with me? I don't want to win. Why do I need to beat Michelle in an argument? It used to be easy. She's gotten better. She's gotten better. She has a PhD now. She, you know. So, and so just Spirit of God. How many of you want to grow? Let me see your hand. How many of you want to grow? Father God, I just right now just want to stop and pray for those whose hands are up. I pray, God, that we would know your will, that we would crucify the flesh and bad habits. We'd be filled with the Spirit of God and we walk in power and anointing. I pray for insatiable hunger, desire to acquire holy habits, the Word of God, silence, solitude, memorization, study, God, those things that, that required the spirit man and woman within us to rise up and grow, Father. We rebuke the flesh. We rebuke the world. God, give us this holy hunger. God, we want to know you. We want to experience you. We want to be filled and marked and sealed. We want to walk under an open heaven. We want to taste and see that you are good. We want to be burdened and bold, God. We want to walk and be all that you gave us to be. So, God, we're just opening up. We got these lightning rods up. Let the fire fall of revival. God, move and set us on fire. Have your way is our prayer in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, come on, somebody give Jesus some praise in the house.